The Wire Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Wire Podcast. This is Tika Renox, Christina Peoples, and Sharice Sapp. Welcome guys to another episode. How have you guys been? Busy. <laughs> yes. Good it's busy not- though. It's a good busy. <laughs> yes, good busy. So, so- What's been taking place? I know it's been a while. We haven't, let's keep it real. We haven't been on here for a while. So, so what's going on? What, what took place in the last, I don't know, what is it? Four months? Four yeah. months. New. Yes. As a friend would say, what's new and exciting? What's been going on? <laughs> what's new and exciting is um, we can't catch a break with this, with <laughs> our time, with our schedule. Our timing has been so off. Yeah. That's I true. Agree. And then COVID, dealing with family and different things. Yeah. You know, we've been busy as business individuals, obviously, but then we have other people that's really struggling, especially mothers, you know, with the whole homeschooling. I have friends that are literally having mental breakdowns because it's just a lot. It's a lot. For me right now, the before homeschooling, um, it, my schedule was good. You know, the city opened back up and we, we were off to the races. That was it. But, uh, this homeschooling since September to now has been ridiculous. Um, I think I've voiced it to you guys already. I am not by any definition, a housewife, but I feel like <laughs> being home and having to homeschool is like, you're getting up, um, you're making breakfast. Now you're the teacher because you got to help. You got to make sure they stay on track. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, you got to make sure that you're communicating with the teachers. And I have two. Right. I off to the parents who have three and four because just dealing with two with that big age gap, 13 and eight, mm-hmm. is, is crazy. You know, it's difficult. And, yeah. and when they're not yeah. doing that, they're fighting. I so can only imagine. school, like... You guys have two different desks, and this is what you you guys are doing at home. So it's it's crazy. That's what's been going on with me. And then how yeah, I can only imagine the schedule of showing homes in between that time and making appointments is is a little hectic. Happen to make it all work. We had busy season after all, so incorporating all that, I can just imagine yeah. how you know frustrating that can be for myself and everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, it's been it's been a very very busy summer, as you you guys know already. But for the viewers, it's you know we had expected for um, real estate to kind of take a little bit of a hit when we went into quarantine and mm-hmm. this whole pandemic kind of was on the uprise. But as soon as Cuomo kind of opened New York State back up, it was like game is on, and there's literally more buyers out in the market than there are sellers. Yep, and and you who do want to sell, it's like, that's kind of like a thing that's, you know, a revolving door because uh, people are trying to get out of New York. Um, If they have probably retired or if they lost their jobs, they're just relocating at this point. And um, there are people more aggressively buying. In my opinion. Yeah, it is. is. Interest rates are low, which we spoke about at, you know, back in um, May. So people are definitely taking advantage of that. 
yeah. it got lower. People are refinanced are still at an all time high. People are still refined, cashing out, paying off bills that they have, you know, so it, to be quite honest, you know, you, you know, you have the health aspect of COVID and then you have the other aspect of certain people doing well, thriving. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's it's different. Everybody is having a different experience during this time. Yeah, I agree. Busier, and then you have people that have all these complications and all these issues. So you got to be mindful of you know yeah. every different situation and approach yeah. everything differently. And I, you but, know, like I, I try to tell people because mm-hmm. it's a very sensitive situation because some people have lost their family members, friends, and no. coworkers and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> so to, to those people people we do have to be tread a little bit lightly on the people who are on the up and up because people have lost family members due to this Mm -hmm. whole pandemic and um you know our hearts go out to them obviously but um for real estate it's been like a boom (laughs) it has been a boom and um people are out of numbers how they save their money people are I would like I've been to open houses where the lines are around. Oh okay. yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah. that in a hot minute. You know, yeah. and everything is going for over asking. So I tell buyers now, now's not the time to window shop. You got to be prepared. You have you got to have a strategy now to be in the market. If you're not an aggressive buyer, this market is not for you. You're gonna oh, get yeah. Good. You know, if you're you, I tell people right now when this you look at houses, I say in a minute or two, if you're interested in this house, looking because the next time you see this property is gonna be at the inspection if you get an acceptance. The house again, you might not get to, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody else is going to take it. So it, it's all about strategy. Now, but as realtors, as business people, I am super grateful for what's happening because it's an opportunity for us, obviously, others yeah. and ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because it's we been were, a whirlwind. We it has were, been a whirlwind. Yeah, we were a little scared. Remember, we're like, okay, what is this market going to look like? I think we even had a conversation that saying that in May it's, it's going to be a um, a seller's, a buyer's market. A lot of people thought it was going to be a buyer's market, that it was going to be, okay, you know what, we could just go out there. And there's still a lot of buyers that's under the assumption that it's a buyer's market. Oh, I have time. Uh, can you negotiate lower? No, no you cannot negotiate lower. This there, there are literally more buyers than there's inventory. And uh-huh. there are people who are kind of, I won't even tell you how many clients I have, but it's, it's, we're, we're still looking aggressively. And I think to be honest with you, let me tell you, if someone has an open house and they have their home price, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can only let one client in, it shows the type that line outside shows the type of market we're in right now. And it, it draws a lot of attention to that, to make, buyers a lot more impulsive with their offers so even for me on my long island house when i had like over 20 something people come all of the offers were over asking because Mm -hmm. people are seeing that attention and all those people that were out there that they're kind of competing with at that point where you know before covid people were just in and out of the house so you really didn't see how many people were at an open house so i think that that's where we're at with in the market right now not only that, the Nassau County and Suffolk County market has gone up tremendously because um, right now, everyone, like you said, if a lot of people are on furlough, and if they're not on furlough, whoever used to you know, travel to the city before, whoever was living in the city, they don't have to go back to an office building until next year. 
So a lot of them are like, if they have to go back at all, because a lot of people now are working from home as well. Yes. So they're Mm -hmm. like opting for home with space, backyard, garage, especially if they have children. So they're, you know, they're opting for the islands. So because of that, um, like you said, the lines are around the corner. Um, It's over asking two to 3% over asking price. And then we have a lot of frustrated buyers who are just like, well, what am I going to do? They're feeling like they're being priced out. So, you know, there's that yeah. too, along with that exodus of people that's moving out of New York and moving to other states. So that's another thing we're seeing a lot of. What about you guys? Have you guys been seeing a lot of that? It's basically the same thing because, you know, you have people moving out of the city. The city's like a ghost town now. Their real estate market, where they're going to is on Long Island and the Hamptons and places like those. That's where they're taking their money and they're purchasing properties out there because a lot of people are remote, like you said. That's really what's happening in the market now. So you, you have the ghost down in New York City and then out here, it's completely booming. So I'm assuming some of those realtors are going to come out here too. They are. They are. Probably. We've already seen, um, I don't know, before, I don't think I saw as many big brand real estate companies signs on the islands as much as I'm seeing now. And when I say big brand, I mean Compass. Companies uh, like Compass are, are branching out into Long yeah. Island. They're opening office. Well, they, they did already, but they're expanding. They're heavily recruiting out here. Correct. Because sure, they realize this, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, they're adapting at the times. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That was mostly, we mostly saw Compass in the city. And maybe in downtown Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, definitely in Brooklyn, but, but it's not on the So that's. So let me ask you though, specifically, like I, I know with the over asking and all that stuff going on, how has that affected your business and your clients? Basically, how are you maneuvering in this time with everything that's going on? Because I know you must have frustrated buyers, not oh. getting their offers accepted. Do you have strategies, etc.? What's working for you guys? Well. <clears throat> Right now, I'm really asking all my customers, and I know sometimes they get frustrated. Right now, as Christina said before, if you're a window shopping, if you're just trying to see if you're browsing, this is not the market for you. This is a retail market. This is not a let me get a deal market. And when we, the realtors, not just us that's on this this, uh, podcast right now, but all realtors, when we ask you, hey, are you pre-approved? You know, let's talk about your financials. Let's talk about your down payment, et cetera. We're not doing it to get you upset. We're doing it so we can have a plan of how we're going to get into these open houses, how we're going to get into these showings, and how we're going to be making these offers. So, you know, we're asking that you be patient. Um, Again, with that comes other guidelines as well. Now we have to fill out these COVID-19 disclosures. Now we have to fill out these fair housing disclosures as well. Um, so we have that going on. So we want all of these disclosures to be completed ahead of time because that's what's going to get you into your house a lot faster, get you into the showings a lot faster, and get you to accepted offers a lot faster. Um, and when we ask you guys to make sure you have gloves and make sure you have masks, we're, again, we're not doing it to make you feel like, okay, you know, we, we, we're not trying to frustrate you. This is the sign of the times, this is just what we have to do right now. Um, and we ask him, did you just work with us? That's it. I get it. So for you, Christina, are you doing anything specific to ensure that your clients are getting an accepted offer? Any, any, just anything that we can 
offered, you know, to like buy. Well, it just resources. depends because I have clients that's looking from anywhere from 400 to over a million. You know what I mean? The multifamilies are very scarce. So I feel like I'm having more trouble with those than I do with the others. Um, so to be honest with you, my strategy with dealing with buyers, obviously, is to always go in with the plan. Let the realtor know where we're at, what they're proof for, what kind of money they're putting down. Um, hope most of them don't need a sales concession. They have all of that. So that's always something that helps in the favor of any offer with, when it comes to a seller. Um, and also to just let them know how much we can move the deal along. I always try to provide um, agents with a DU approval, which is a desktop underwriting approval, so that people can kind of get a snapshot of who they're dealing with, their credit scores, how much they make, what they have in the bank, so that people feel more comfortable going into a contract with them. When you provide that, it kind of opens that those sellers to kind of knowing who they're going to be dealing with a lot more than other people just putting in a binder and a pre-approval and they don't know anything about them. So I just, those are, those are just some of the strategies that I have and just kind of just be consistent, you know, following up, letting them know how comfortable that their seller can be with dealing with this, with this particular buyer so that we can kind of string the deal along. Right. And, and just to piggyback on that, I just started doing the whole desktop underwriting too for buyers that I'm working with because I realized that what a listing agent is worried about is can your buyers close? Exactly. Losing jobs left and right. So another little strategy, just a little tip, right, that I do when I send offers in, I explain what my clients do and I play on their strengths, whatever they do for a living or mm -hmm. let's say how long they've been at their jobs, credit, mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. You have to highlight the strengths, yes. you know, just because everybody's out there and is now it's not just about down payment or over asking for some realtors. It's mm -hmm. about can you close. Exactly. Right. You can offer over asking, but is, is your job. And to be honest with you, I'm starting and I knew this was going to happen. I'm starting to see a lot of homes go back on the market and yes. for that reason is because, you know, people don't do their due diligence beforehand mm -hmm. when they're dealing with people. So even as me, when I'm representing the seller, you know, it's a lot of different channels. And I have to tell a lot of these aggressive agents that this isn't an overnight process. You know, I'm representing the seller and I have to make sure whoever we're going to be going into contract with, that they're not going to have us tied up in a contract and then we'll be back at square one in a month or two. So they're just, it's just a strategy with dealing with both sides of the table. So I try to make sure that, you know, all of our, my T's are dotted or crossed and my I's are dotted. And even when I'm working with buyers, you know, if they want to go through their own lender, if there's not someone that I referred over to them, I try to make sure I have a, a depth conversation of who I'm dealing with and mm -hmm. if they know what they're doing and if they're not going to be, you know, stringing this deal along and then they can't close it because then that would not look good on us as realtors that we didn't do our part. Absolutely. Now, All good strategies, you know, it's a difficult market, so we definitely have to know how to move. Yeah, you have to, you have to know what to bring to the table with your clients, because if not, they're going to constantly keep getting washed out with the, the type of market that we're dealing with right now. Yes. And to be honest, usually, I've told a couple of people this, usually, and you ladies know this already, the market is, is usually around this time starting to slow down, because we're kind of mm -hmm. tipping into the holidays, and then the mm -hmm. weather's changing. 
And I haven't really seen that. Nope. I'm still seeing no, the aggressiveness okay. with being at open houses and, yes. you know, it goes on the market and then three mm-hmm. days later it's under contract or they've accepted an offer. So, you know, this market hasn't slowed down and I don't really see that it is so much. And I wanted to touch bases on this too, because I am getting a lot of people that keep saying, you know, well, I'm waiting for, but the market is going to take a turn. The market is going to take a turn and, you know, prices are going to drop. out of that too. But I have to say this, and I want all of our viewers, especially people who are looking to buy to know Mm -hmm. this, in order for a market to take a turn, there has to be comparables that have to support that market. And that usually takes six months to a year before those comp- those comparables affect the market. Yeah. So even if it does take a turn, you really are not looking at something in depth for at least a year and a half to two years. So right now, to me, is a great time to buy. And in those two years, definitely mortgage rates will definitely probably be turning to go back up. So if that's something that you're looking for, you probably shouldn't be in this market right now because... You have to you have to stop and understand, especially in Queens right now. Tika, mm-hmm. what's the average one family home going for right now? Well, it's it's all going to be contingent and condition. From the neighborhood, some, yeah. If you look at oh, neighborhood, everywhere is expensive. And, everywhere you know, is yeah. expensive. Yeah. From like, the the average, you know, single family renovated, you're going to be in the six hundreds. Yeah, exactly. So, if so, say for instance, if somebody find if somebody is looking for it to buy, well, I don't want to spend more than four fifty, but they want a plush home. That's not happening for a while because guess what? There are not going to be comparables to support that right now. And then people are saying, well, I want a foreclosure, which is another topic we'll get on in a a while because foreclosures don't operate like they do in other states here in New York, you know. And I think we kind of spoke about that last season, Mm -hmm. stating that. Those things are either go through an REO, which is the bank owns, or it has to be an approved short sale, not yes. something that is waiting for a third party bank approval. So those are things that we'll touch bases on at another at another date. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. you know, there's a lot of good information that I feel like people are not privy to. And right. you know, it's about kind of speaking to someone who's knowledgeable like ourselves or whoever they're dealing with, just to kind of know what's out there and what they're dealing with, so that people are not getting their hopes up and kind of putting things out there that are kind of unrealistic with the market that we're dealing with today. Or yeah. trying to climb the market and wind up overpaying now simply because you could have yeah. bought five fifty, but you're timing the market and now that same house is six hundred and six. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because I have clients like those. Oh, I'm timing the market. You know, I heard this is yeah. gonna happen. You know, yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. Market- and let me tell you <laughs> something. Stop listening to people who bought a house in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the worst. We are Why are the crazy. I was just about to tell you guys that. I think I spoke to you guys that just, just recently had a conversation with a buyer that I've been shopping around. I actually fired the buyer because I've, you know, <laughs> and then she came back, back in August, and I'm like, no. Then she came back again, and she just constantly started calling me. She's like, I really need a house. Whoever <laughs> with is not working out. Finally, finally got an accepted offer, and she brought her husband along with her, and her husband says, who's going to take care of all this house? Finally got an accepted offer, and he turns to me. He goes, well, you know what? I'm just waiting until after the election. I'm like, dude. The president does not determine the price of these houses. Mm-hmm. I don't. Now we have to back out of. I, I I think that I think that a lot what of people think. Okay, the thing is that 
a lot of New York real estate is completely different than Atlanta real estate. It's yes. completely different from Florida real estate, um, Texas real estate. We are in a complete, a very competitive market. I will tell you that, especially being in New York City. If you're in one of the five boroughs and even parts of Long Island, you're in a very competitive market. Yeah. So if you think you're going to be sitting in front of HGTV, looking at all of these things and thinking that you're going to go in with this crazy negotiation, negotiating strategy, you're going to be bumped to the end of the barrel. And that's what I try to tell my clients. A house goes up every day in Atlanta and Texas. There's land. We're in New York. We don't see a new construction every day. Exactly. So there's exactly. there's a shortage of inventory. Yep. You understand in New York City, so it's always and when you it's it's economics, it's law, right? Oh. It's supply and demand. So I'm yes. telling someone if there's a shortage, how on earth is the price going to go down? Please explain to me the economics of that. Exactly. It's not. How does exactly. that especially when especially when the market is constantly scaling? It's constantly yes. going up. So just as a quick story to the Brooklyn brownstone that I have, we uh, the the house needs work. We under we 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 put it on the on the market for a very competitive price, and you know I have these buyers that are kind of like just kind to like get every little thing out, and I had to tell them, you know, if this house was plush and this house had you know, a, a turnkey, we will be able to sell this house for 1.25, you know, close to 1.3, but you're not getting the house for that. So even buyers have to take that in consideration. I'm getting the house for 250,000 less than what I would be if this was a turnkey. You have to take those repairs into consideration. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of be a little bit more flexible when it comes to certain things that what are you negotiating? You know, if you're going to ask a seller, hey, I want you to put all new stairs in, but there's another buyer willing to take the house for the same price or even lower that will do their own stairs, who do you think that they're going to take? You know, so you have to you have to be realistic about your negotiating and what you're going into and what you're getting for your dollar as well. So there's just a lot of different things that go into it. But like Tika said, this is a this is a different type of market here. This is a whole different ball game. And you know, I probably get maybe around five to six calls with someone looking to buy a house a week. Yep. So, you know, and I don't, all of those people, we don't, it doesn't latch. They don't stick around because, you know, a lot of people get fearful of the market. They run, they run and they just want to stop because this is just what they're, this is just where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And then there's just people that they just, you know, it's just too much for them. They don't want to, they just don't want to look. They feel like the market's too competitive. Oh, every time we put an offer in, it doesn't get accepted, but Usually when they're not listening to our strategy, like we're experts, we're out here, this is what we do. We're telling you the exact direction to go in. So when you're not listening to the person that you have working and representing you, then there becomes an issue. You know, if you feel like you can do everything on your own, then usually, you know, you probably don't need a realtor. You don't need an expert to, to get you into a home that you really desire. Correct. Very much so true. Where, I have a question for you ladies. Where do you see this going let's say in the next year year and a half what do you mean when you say this um the real estate climate where do you see us going in the next year and a half well i'm a forecaster but just based on experience right um i know the feds are going to keep rates low for at least another three years that's what i've been hearing 
So mm -hmm. for our market specifically, we know that we have an inventory issue. So I don't see prices going as low as people predict that it will. You're hearing different stories, but this is just me using science and knowledge, facts. If we have an inventory issue, right? How we have a demand issue because okay? there's, there's a demand, but the supply is low. How, are, you know, like how is the price going to reduce? I've never seen that. So that's what I look at. And don't, so I don't see the price just going down, but I see the demand still going up because there's still people out there who needs to purchase. Mm -hmm. Millennials are getting in the market in record numbers now because everybody wants to invest. Everybody wants to multifamily. It might not be in our market, but in just real estate in general, because let's face it, our market is a little bit more expensive than let's say New Jersey mm -hmm. or Philadelphia, but money's here. Let's be real. Yeah. He's in New York. So our money attracts people. So people are still going to stick around here. And those people are sticking around. They're going to buy. Guess why? Because a, a, a two bedroom is $2,200, right? And yeah. if you look at where interest rate is, you could still get an attached, you know, a townhouse style house or something out here on Long Island, you know, where a mortgage is going to be 28, 29. You know, yeah. give or take, depending on your credit. But I say all that to say there's still be there's still going to be buyers out here buying. There's the need will the demand will stick for a little while. I think yeah. so. As far as foreclosures, we know that the moratorium is still in place. You mm -hmm. know, what's going to happen after that? that is, yeah, is the question. Big yeah. question. And I'd rather speak to an expert more about that. Like, what do they think is going to happen then? People expect an influx of foreclosures but let me tell you this people are going to use the law to their full extent so don't think everything is going to come in the market and you're going to be able to buy it right away new york is yeah. a different ball game when it comes to foreclosure like we know exactly people could be in their house for five ten years in foreclosure in new york it's not florida where it's 30 days and you're out the door or exactly you know, like exactly there's an That's entire different just as long as it takes for a landlord to get a tenant out is how long it takes for a bank to get a buy a, a owner exactly. out so that's the reality of it out of my house and go pay a lot of you know 25 2600 if i couldn't pay the mortgage is probably less than that how and believe it or not tika people are being a little bit more smart about you know their situation right now and i've spoken to a couple of owners and they've actually some people have gotten up they've moved into an apartment and they've rented their house out to save to save themselves you know they're getting a little bit of extra cash flow and they're getting they're able to cover their mortgage so you people have to understand there's a different time that we're living in too there's more information out there people are actually tapping into different strategies now instead of just saying hey whatever i don't have the money and i'm just not going to do anything and just go into foreclosure so right. th those are things that people have to take into consideration as well i know people that are getting help out there stuff that i won't get into because then it brings a lot of other questions so i rather yeah. speak to yeah. you subject experts on those things, but there is, if you're facing foreclosure, there is help, you know, yeah. there's no reason to just give up. But if you have equity, even though you're in, you know, facing foreclosure, let's say you want to sell and move to a different state or something like that, where you could possibly go buy cash, there's never been a more opportune time. Now is the actual time to do stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So we're so you know, just to start wrapping this wrapping this episode up, you know, we have a lot of great people that we're bringing into season two. You guys are gonna catch us doing so many interviews. Um, we can't wait for our next guest who we have, who's um, been in the real estate game for a while. She's kind of going to go through the real estate culture with us and how real estate has been for her over the you know her her career. 
And um, we just have some great guests that's coming on and we just can't wait to share. We have some great news with um, sharing some other, someone else that we're going to kind of bring in to kind of yeah. help us do some hosting. So we just can't wait for all the surprises, ladies. So what else that's do you- That's what we have in store for the Wire podcast. Yeah. There's lots of great <laughs> things upcoming. I can't wait for that. And then as you can see, yeah. we're in the fourth quarter. So we're looking forward to an yeah. exciting new year. Yes. More things. You know, we had a little slowdown, but guess what? We're back. We're up. We're running. Yeah. And things are going to be exciting. So stay tuned. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. See you guys on the next episode. Bye. The Wire Podcast.